When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday, the Fat Tuesday edition of the Donna and Steve Experience on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Mm. Hey, we got the big Z joining us early today. Yeah. All three hours, man. Yeah. Zamboni, we could use you today. <laughs> Clear those got roads. Snow yeah. coming in. Updated snow totals are in now, too. As we talked about mm-hmm. yesterday, the closer you get to the snow, it could tick up or it could tick down. And we've seen in the past huge storm. There was a few years ago they were like, there is a huge storm that is coming in. What a big storm, big, beautiful storm. And then it never really materialized. And it was like, oh. Which is great. So people have been preparing themselves for it to go down and just turns into three to six, like annoying snow. But here's my thought. Either make it no snow or epic snow. Annoying snow is the worst. When it's three to six inches and commutes are just all jacked up, but like school's not necessarily canceled and you're still, everything is normal. That's annoying. But when the snow totals get to a big enough point, Donna, then it's interesting. And that's where we are today as the overnight snow totals have gone up uh, 17 to 23 inches by the end of the day on Thursday. No. There's another one downstairs. Jonathan Yuhas is saying kind of dependent on where you are, depending on how wide the scope in the metro, 13 to 23. But still, Matt Belanger said yesterday from 5 Eyewitness News when he joined us on the show, they're calling it a high floor, high ceiling event. And so, which means even if they swing and miss, we're still probably going to get like a foot. That's the basement of this storm. Mm, And and so, may I do something of service? Because people have always said that what I've given to this community will never be paid in return to me. You've said that. I hear that all the time. Oh, of course. Let me give you a little breakdown on the time of this. This from Jonathan Uhas this morning, because this is a very confusing, not your typical storm, in that there's a few different waves of it that are coming. Today, you until... You love the weather. You're a weather lover. You're a... I, I do... <laughs> I am very interested in the weather. I said when we moved here, Lou was like, oh my gosh, I've never heard people talk about the weather so much. That was back in late Same. 2013, early 2014. But Donna, mm-hmm. there are some events where... It's fun. Half the fun of a winter storm is talking about the winter storm. Deep freezes, those are really painful. But huge snow in February. Remember, I'm opening myself up to it. I've decided I'm going to be cheerful about this storm. And so I've opened my heart up to it instead of being angry like I usually am at winter because of how cold it gets and how long it lasts. It's not April. If this was an April storm, I'd be losing my ever-loving mind. But this is a February storm. So this is okay. Here's how it's going to work. 
Today until 1 p.m., nothing. We're all good. We're in the clear. It's 1 p.m. today until stretched out until 10 a.m. tomorrow that mm-hmm. Jonathan Yuha says we will get moderate snow with three to six inches. Not not crazy. Um, but then there will be some moderate delays tomorrow morning, but nothing crazy, according to Jonathan Yuhas, because it's going to start so early and MnDOT should have a good opportunity to get out there and keep roads clear. That's 1 p.m. today until 10 a.m. tomorrow, 3 to 6. 10 a.m. until 4 p.m. tomorrow on Wednesday. Wednesday's a weird day because we're going to get a long intermission here. 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. tomorrow. Flurries, maybe light snow, no major problems expected. However, tomorrow, 4 p.m., the the rush hour commute home, 4 p.m. Wednesday until 10 p.m. Thursday. That's the big dog. Heavy snow, major delays likely, including airport delays and school closing. He says snow could fall at one to two inches per hour. Two inches per hour is a psychotic pace for snow. Mm, can't so wait to drive in this. You <laughs> won't. You you won't for that for that Wednesday commute home. You'll be in the clear for. Snow could fall one to two inches per hour. Ten to seventeen inches of snow from four p.m. Wednesday <laughs> until ten p.m. Thursday. Thursday is really going to be the nightmare day where it will it will have already snowed a lot. And there will still be a lot more snow. So we've kind of got like a, a 3 to 6 that's happening and then a 10 to 17 that's happening, which is how Jonathan Yuhas gives us the 13 to 23 inches of snow. That's Holy your full cow. daily breakdown. Now, Friday Thanks, could Steve. be problematic as well, by the way, because uh, we will have just had the 13 to 23 inches of snow. And there will be gusty winds that could cause blowing snow, especially in open areas. Yesterday, even yesterday morning, um, I was driving in. It got a little... S- suddenly snowy and there were some blowing snow incidents where just quickly it was like oh that car that was in front of me suddenly is gone and now it's back again so remember turn your headlights on when you're driving in the snow morning noon or night Mm. Um, sometimes it doesn't help because you know they get dirty they get covered in snow while you're driving yeah and then they're kind of it's hard it gets really tricky well like we've always said it's hard out there for a storm you know what i mean they're trying to do their part (laughs) There's your weather breakdown. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, I don't know if you heard Red McCombs has passed away. I just saw that this morning. Yeah, he died at his home in San Antonio. That's uh, according to a statement from his family on Monday. Uh, He was 95. And, um, you know, he was a father, a grandfather, a great-grandfather, of course. Um, We know him locally. Vikings! Yeah, he owned the team from 1998 until 2005, and it was like the latest in his... He had an entrepreneurial approach to owning sports teams, which was not buy and hold. He was like, I'm going to buy it, bought the Vikings in 98, got frustrated there on new stadium deals and stuff like that, sold them in 2005. He bought them at $246 million. He sold them at $600 million. So for seven oh years, my God. that's a good clip if you can earn $354 million uh, yeah. over a seven-year period. And he brought us the term purple pride. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I know. And then, uh, of course, we still use it today. But anyway, the Vikings put out a statement saying their thoughts are in prayers, of course, with the McCombs family. Um, And they said, we'll forever be grateful for Red and Charlene's contributions to the team. So sad. Yeah. Uh, How old did you say? 95? Yeah. 95. Yeah. Wow. 
And um, he was preceded in death by his wife in, I believe, 2019. So that's, a, you know, a good long life and accomplished a lot. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. And he bought, when he bought the, the Denver Nuggets, he held on to them for like a couple years and then sold. Or he had the Spurs, sold, sold a share of the Spurs, went and bought the Nuggets, sold the Nuggets a few years later so that he could rebuy his shares of the Spurs. I mean, just a lot of, lot of flipping. He's like flipping houses, but he was flipping franchises and then just getting his money, heading to the next big yeah. venture. Smart guy. I mean, go get it, right? Go you, get it. What would you do at $354 million that just accumulated? Like, I'm going to put this in a, in a savings account and then look at it seven years later, and it will have earned $354 million. I'd give a lot of it away. Okay, Mother Teresa, we got to go. Uh, well, you asked the question. I answered honestly. I've never known you to give any money away. When we come back, you don't we have me. all sorts of fun oh, things. because I don't give you money? Donna! Why do you have to have all those kids? Wow! Donna hates families. Unbelievable. <laughs> After already... Outs- Mary? Okay. Mary! I don't Why do we have how- to have all these kids anyway? Sorry. If you could please send your hate mail if you don't think that Donna wanting to tear families apart and thinking that there should be, and you heard it there, a China-like population limit of how many kids a household can have. <laughs> I mean, you are really something else today, lady. Thank um, you. 10.30, we're going to play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. I think at 11.30, we haven't confirmed it, but we've grown accustomed to playing the same name game on some Tuesdays. And so that'll be Rock O'Clock at, uh, at 11.30 today. Some new okay. TJ Holmes and Amy Robach news we'll get to at 9.30. But uh, when we come back, I've got a throwback edition of Things That Make You Go, Huh? Here's your brain teaser. we got to go. we got to go to break. This actress played Tom Hanks' love interest in a movie, and then just six years later played his mother in a movie. Name the actress. That when we come back, Donna, Steve, my talk. Hey, guys. Welcome back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on my talk, 107.1 Everything Entertainment. It's the calm before the storm. Very excited about that. Woohoo! Snow! Yeah! Like I said, make it no snow or make it eventful snow. This is the, the position of my heart. Let's, let's give it a whirl. I've been here since right. 20, Everybody prepare, though. 2014, and I don't think we've ever seen north of 20 inches in those, in those what, nine years. I, I think, think I saw somewhere yesterday that the one that took down the Metrodome was the highest. I think that was like 17 or 18, somewhere in there. So, wow. yeah. That was a bummer. Yeah. There was a game that weekend. Oh, I'm sorry, Donna. Did that screw up your plans that <laughs> no, weekend you know when the Metrodome roof collapsed? My brother flew in. Oh, no. And my brother flew in to go to the game, and we just got stuck in my house, and I had just moved in, so I didn't have any furniture, and we were sitting on lawn chairs. It was a whole thing. <laughs> Many memories. I'm going to Minnesota to watch a Vikings game, and then instead, smash cut to watching on a fuzzy TV and lawn chairs in Donna's undecorated <laughs> living room. <laughs> I mean, wowzers. Oh, that's a bummer. I know. And I moved here right after that. Was it 92? Was the mm. big storm in October? The yeah, Halloween the blizzard. Storm. That was a Halloween blizzard. Yeah. Yeah. So I moved here right after that, the year after. But oh my gosh, we get some good ones. Well, but you know, I, I don't think, that, what I think is somewhat unique about this is when you think of Minnesota winters, you think cold more than 
large snow amounts. Yeah. It's not like Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo can get three feet and people are on to the next news item because they're always mm-hmm. used to digging out of their homes. But we don't get high snow often. What we get is snow that never melts, and so it looks like we get a ton of snow. But exactly. we get about as much snow as Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania does. I mean, it's it's not a crazy amount. Yeah, New York, yeah. Same. Although New York City hardly ever gets snow. What's up with that? Why don't they often... Maybe because there's so many big buildings. You, like... You mean Manhattan. I mean Manhattan. Right? Yeah. It's just I, weird. I think because there's a lot of buildings. What do you mean? And... Buildings. You think we put up more really buildings tall. and we won't get a lot of snow tomorrow? Maybe. I'll look it up. Let's get Jonathan Newhouse on the line. One last thing I want to say is I'm looking at... Uh... <laughs> I should probably never say one last thing I want to say. That's never no, true. please don't ever. Um, but I'm looking at KSTP.com just to look at their stuff, and they have this thing of all the MnDOT snow plows out there. For a very brief time in my career, five months to be exact, I worked on the morning news as a fake newsman. And I was the new guy, and so if there was ever snow, it was like put him in a snow drift on the side of Highway 62, and there was Stevie Boy. I was the snow guy. And I remember there was a day that I was... Uh, was told I had to interview MnDOT because there was a big snow event that we had. The whole way in from Chaska into St. Paul, the roads were atrocious. They were so terrible. And that's a 30-mile commute. And so I see 30 miles, and I'm on three different highways. And in either direction, I, I didn't see a single snow plow at all. And I was on the road for about two hours, 30 miles, three highways, to and from, looking at them. And that was the one time that after I did an interview with this MnDOT official, the you don't think of me as like a hard news guy, right? I'm, I mean, I'm stupid. And hard. the photographer talked to me after and said, whoa, you were, you were really laying into that guy. Like, you were, you were asking hard questions. I guess because he kept saying, well, we had a plan, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, but I was, I think I may have made it a touch too personal as I was like, but I went 30 miles today. I was on three different... I didn't see any of you. Where were you guys? You didn't know? Were you not looking at the... So anyway, I'm no longer in wow. news. <clears throat> Thank you, MnDOT. You're going to be working hard. Their families are not going to yes. be seeing their um, loved ones much these next few days because it's going to be round-the-clock work. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, by the way, the reason New York City doesn't get a lot of snow is because, according to my research, like because it's uh, situated right next to the Atlantic Ocean... And it gets few influence from the Gulf Stream, but still some influence to keep it warmer than the Midwest during the winter. I think it has to do with being exposed to the Atlantic Ocean. Does that make sense? Okay, yeah. Maybe there's some warmer moisture that comes off of the ocean. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And We'll get to the bottom of it. No, we won't. Let's, I yeah, said put it about here. Anytime soon. No. Someday. Let's do what Don Lemon <laughs> says. Just Google it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's time for things that make you go, huh? I got a couple. Huh. Things that make you go, huh. Huh. 
This actress played Tom Hanks's mother in a movie, and then that happened just six years after she played Tom Hanks's love interest in a movie. I'm going to take a guess. Okay. Sally Field. You are absolutely right. Yes! Woo! Name the movies. Touchdown. Uh Name the movies. What movie did she play his love interest? What movie did she play his mother? Or as you like to say, mama. uh, Can Z-Dog help me? I know the mom's Forrest Gump. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You're right it's about the other that. One I'm having the problem. Well, that so was, am I. So I just wanted to help you with the obvious one. 94 is when that came out. <laughs> so six years prior, 1988, she played Tom Hanks's love interest in this movie. And I'll give you a hint for the title. Okay. By the way, she's Great. 10 years older than him in real life. She is 76. Tom is 66. Um, in the other movie where she played his love interest, comedians rely on these. Oh, this is like um, a stand-up thing, right? A um, joke relies on this to be a joke. Got it. Punchline. There it is. Thank nice you. job, Donna. Thank you. Thanks for the help. You're like my best friend. I feel like that's a bit overcommittal. I view yeah. you more as a mm, colleague. You're like my best colleague. Makes me feel safer, I think. And less concerned about you. You know what I mean? It's come from a place of love. Thank you. Donna's holed up in her house right now. She has, you know, she just misses human contact. And so now she's going to be calling everybody her best friend today. It's just, <laughs> this is weird. I've been holed up since Friday. I know. I don't even know if I should leave tomorrow because I'm not feeling great today. Donna, you have a system to broadcast from home. If the roads are dangerous, you should broadcast from home. Don't overthink. Oh, you know what? You know what? I, well, I just checked. I don't think they're giving out like pins tomorrow. Let that be day six of you know just quarantining and staying you safe. Said, you don't really have a whole lot of respect for authority. No, like, that's... you don't just get to make up your own rules. Like, okay, I negotiated Tuesdays and Thursdays from home, but you know what? It's snowing, so I'm going to mix it up without asking permission. Uh. Yeah. I don't know anyone else who would do that. I bet it's You a, are like the golden boy. No, it's just like smart. I can go in and talk. It's a smart thing. Like if the roads are going to be dangerous, what are you trying to get a pin? If you can do that from home safely, do it from home safely. I don't like to, to, to stir the pot. That's how you never get anything, though. That, not you personally, but just like the royal you. Is if you never ask for anything, you'll never get anything. Ask for some stuff. Maybe they'll say no. Yeah, maybe but you they'll don't say ask. yes. You just do. Me coming in today versus tomorrow, I don't think is going to make a difference to the bottom line of my That's talk 1071 if you there's a you. snowstorm. You You're totally like a little dyed I'm not telling on you. I'm just having a discussion with you that happens to be on the radio. When we come back. Did you dye your beard? TJ Holmes and A.B. Robach. We get along. Touch better than Donna and I do at the moment. Uh, we'll find out what's happening with them right now. That next, my talk. And welcome back. Hey, it's us, Donna and Steve, on my talk 1071, everything entertainment. Woo! Speaking of entertainment, wow, TJ Holmes and Amy Robach are having the best time together. Despite being fired by ABC, they're just, they're in Puerto Vallarta, they're making out. They're public the makeouters too, aren't they? 
They are. Frowned upon. They got it bad. Frowned upon. You know, I love love. So So do I, Donna. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about publicly making out. These are different things. Don't make you pro-love and me anti-love here. We're talking about making out in public. (laughs) Valley Fair. TJ Holmes and Amy Robach in a line in front of you to get on the roller coaster. (laughs) They're that couple. And I'm not okay. Like they with have that. their hands in each other's the back pockets. pockets. You know, right after they yes. got off a wet ride and they're drenched and they're in wet denim, and you're like, okay, this <laughs> has got to stop. And it's funny because they're aren't they both in their fifties? I don't put people in boxes with their ages. And, and you know, because you think of younger people and their hormones and <laughs> yeah. all that. It's just they have got it bad for one another. And they don't care. You know who I feel bad for? Their exes. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Unless, you know, unless there's been a call. Uh-oh. Bye, Donna. Uh-oh. We just lost Donna. That's oh. okay. We still have Mike here. We do. Hi. Um, yeah. She brings up an interesting point, though, mm-hmm. with their exes. I think I think in, in the world of, like, celebrity culture... It's easy to view these people as not human. Sure. And the people that they are sort of left in their wake of their sudden, you know, passionate love. And now I need to leave this person to go with this person. I think as like pop culture onlookers, we very often just cheer on the the new love. Mm-hmm. And, and Donna's making a great point there, which is there are people who they left. In order to have this thing. And, and so I get it. There's all sorts of eight sides to every story and stuff like that. I understand. But I think that's a fair point to make that it's like, okay, do I need to open up the internet today and then see on the front page TJ Holmes and Amy Robot kissing if I'm one of their exes? Yeah. And have like sort of left in the wake. If we're seeing it, they're definitely seeing it as well. And it's, uh, yeah, it's hard to get away from, especially when these two definitely need a room. Um, in this Mexican getaway, because I'm looking at the pictures now, and yeah, it's uh, ridiculous. You know those uh, those those Valley Fair couples? Oh, of course. That we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, it's the worst. And when I was a kid, we went to it was an amusement park called Kennywood. Name it whatever you want. Sure. The same stuff is happening with the same people. Yeah. It's people who like to go on water rides. They get drenched on the water ride, mm-hmm. and then they like dry off in the sun of a line for an hour, and just have their hands in each other's back pockets. And are kissing. Just hope you're not behind him in the tunnel of love, because then there's a whole other. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we had one of those. (laughs) We had one of those. It was called the Old Mill, and there's Ye Old Mill at the Minnesota State Fair. Yeah, and it's the the, made by the same family. Okay. So when I did a story on Ye Old Mill years ago, and I was like, oh, I lived in Pittsburgh, Kennywood, all this stuff, and they were like, oh yeah, the Old Mill. So plenty of old mills. We all have them, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a lot. It's it's a yeah, they're a PDA kind of couple. And mm, PDA is like one it. thing, but flat out making out and groping in public is not a <laughs> yeah. PDA. That's different. Yeah, you're right. Arm kiss. around the other. Exactly. Yes, there are different levels of yes. uh, public displays of affection, mm-hmm. and some are very easy to watch. A yeah. handhold, arm around each other, head on the shoulder, all that kind of stuff. We love love. It's we nice. love love. There you go. Donna tried to make me out to be anti-love. <sighs> this lady. Um, by the way, we have an update on Don Lemon. So Don Lemon, last week, you may have heard, kind of got st- stuck his foot in his mouth. Hey, Donna. 
We That's missed you when missed. you were oh, no, is good. We were joined live by TJ Holmes and Amy Robach. They <laughs> skyped in. They had this to say. <laughs> so that was good. Uh, now the latest on Don Lemon. So he stuck his foot in his mouth last week when yeah. he was addressing Nikki Haley, a Republican presidential nominee candidate, mm-hmm. not nominee. So just an honor to be nominated. It's a candidate. Um, and she was saying, look, America's not past its prime. Just some of our presidents have been past their prime. She is assumingly is referencing uh, the last two presidents that we have had who have both been of a certain age. Nikki mm-hmm. Haley is 51. Don Lemon, they then go back to studio and he somehow makes a remark essentially of, look, I see the point she was trying to make, but I don't know if I would make it because she's past her prime. Like women, if you're 51, you're past your prime at that point. Just Google it. That's a paraphrase of what Don Lemon said mm-hmm. on live yeah. television in studio with two female co-hosts. So he's off now. And here's what we have heard. He was off on Friday, off on Monday, off today. And there was a uh, CNN memo that The Hollywood Reporter got their hands on. Um, and the the big CNN CEO, Chris Light, I think is how you pronounce his last name, L-I-C-H-T. Donna, how would you say that? I'd say Light. Like, or liked, he said. Uh, I sat down with Don, <laughs> and I had a frank and meaningful conversation. He has agreed to participate in formal training, as well as continuing to listen and learn. We take this situation very seriously. That was a memo that was sent out yesterday um, that the Hollywood Reporter got their hands on. He did go on to say this, and I appreciate CNN's approach in, in, in this. Uh, They said it's important, Chris, like, said, it's important to me that CNN balances accountability with fostering a culture in which people can own, learn, and grow from their mistakes. To that end, Don Lemon will return to CNN this morning on Wednesday. uh, End quote. I'm sure he'll, you know, start the show with a quote about why he was off and some sort of an updated statement uh, regarding that. But I, I appreciated that last line of let's foster a culture in which people can own, learn, and grow from their mistakes because that is the anti-cancel culture. Cancel culture is you made a mistake, yeah. bye. And if everybody was mic'd up every moment of your life, you're all canceled. Everybody. Oh, God, yeah. And so it's yeah. funny when we all go with our you know pitchforks once. It's like, oh, wait, who else can we cancel today? And then we run to Twitter to start screaming why they should. And it's like, guys... Don't throw stones if you live in a glass house. How about a little bit of grace? Own it. And I like what they said. Let this be a culture where people can own their mistake. Don't run from it. Don't excuse it away. Don't explain it away. Own it. Learn and grow from it. A little Until bit of grace goes a long way. he's been like hooking up with interns, you know. Donna! <laughs> I was saying, saying something. <laughs> What's your problem? What kind I'm of medication are you on right now? Hypothetically. <laughs> you want a little Dayquil right now? Is this Dayquil talking? No, I have not taken Sudafed? one thing except Paxlovid. That's it. Does that help with like help you to feel better? Yeah, it's supposed like to symptoms? lessen your symptoms and and right, also good. potentially protect you against long COVID. But it can I also don't... maybe cause not cause, but there's a correlation. Is there that they said between like getting it again? In the window that normally you wouldn't get it. Is that what they thought what happened with Jimmy Kimmel? Remember Jimmy Kimmel was off and then he was on again and then it was like, oh my gosh, he got COVID again. And they thought, well, maybe, 
Maybe is it a Paxlovid thing? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't want to be Me a doctor. Either. I know doctors. I know multiple. You know any doctors, Donna? Yeah, Dr. Feelgood, man. All right. <laughs> and finally, I can tell the level of contribution I'm getting from Donna today, and it's uh, a little bit wacky. Hey, no, I, I know update. what you're saying. I, you know. Don't. Don't do it now. Let's just leave it. Just let it go. Okay. It's like it's, it's like when you pass roadkill like a raccoon, but you can tell he's still kind of alive. That's the next driver's problem. They have to decide if they're going to finish it off or not. But we just need to go where we're going. Well, I will tell you this. Okay. I, I think people don't realize the bias that they have. You know, there's an ignorance to your biases. I'll give you an example. This isn't even ignorance. This was just downright. I, I worked with a guy. And he was such an ageist and he would constantly say things like people over 40 aren't relevant. And I'm like, what are you talking about? People over 40 aren't relevant. And at the time we were looking at people in the business, like Keith Urban, Brad Paisley, you know, all these artists who were making a mark over 40. And we were backstage at this event at this concert i think it was brad paisley and he made that comment and i looked around and i went every single person in this room is over 40 (laughs) except for him you know it's just like think about what you say before you say it not just because of the audience just because it's wrong it doesn't make sense to put people in a box like that anyway that's my contribution thank you good day now the other side of it was um should there be an age limit for when you can run for president, both in terms of age minimum and age maximum as you work Maybe. in, if someone does get elected, that's a potential of eight years. And, um, I, it feels like it, yeah, it's, it's worthy of a conversation. It's, there was somebody, I think it was our buddy, Alan, who listens, um, who served in the military and said that military ages people out all the time. So why should this one specific office be exempt from those sort of things and we talked about the pilot thing and there are people much more educated on this topic that could educate us and explain things in a richer deeper way but in the same way that they age look they age pilots out because they think there are inherent risks statistically that are higher once you become of a certain age and since they yeah, are in the front I mean, of it's the just tube, science yeah, and so they're in the front of the tube, and they're in every the 250 people who are in the back of the tube, their lives are dependent on the health of the guy in the front of the tube. Likewise, you could make a similar argument and say whoever is in the White House is impacting the lives of 350 million others. And so, sure. thing, you know, so sure. I get it. It was. I'd like to hear a, a roundtable conversation on if there's an age minimum, should there be an age maximum, particularly because of the potential eight years. You know, if you have an 82-year-old who runs, somebody who's 82, 84, and is it wrong to play out in your mind what happens at 92? What are the inherent risks? But then you talk to some 92-year-olds, and gosh darn it, they're chock full of wisdom, and they're sharp, mm-hmm. and they're they're totally present in the conversation, and they just seem like their body may be wearing down, but mentally they're there. I'm not a doctor or a politician, Donna. Well, I think this is why presidents have to undergo medical exams and the results are public for people right the greatest results he's ever seen 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I mean, it's, uh, you know, you think about somebody even driving a car. Your eyesight isn't as good as it once was. Your reflexes might not be. Yeah. What did uh, Jerry Seinfeld said down in Florida? He said, I'm not sure what age it happens, but at some point they just decide they're putting in reverse and screw it. I'm coming back. I'm not looking. I'm not checking the mirrors. I'm just coming backwards now. Yeah. Well, all, oh, all that to say, we know the one thing that shouldn't be offered in the conversation is, well, if you're a woman and you're 51, clearly you're past your prime. Because, you know, you're in your 20s and your 30s and you're in your prime. And it's still, I wish the question, and I'm happy, Don, go through the learning, learn, grow, do better, uh, you know, and, and we'll see you back on the air tomorrow. The one question that would have been so great, though, in the moment, I've said this three days in a row, would have been from one of his co-hosts saying, Don, help me understand when a man has passed his prime. Yep. It just would have been yep. a really interesting TV moment to see what he said. I got to go. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go. Speaking of what we can hey. say and what we can't say. There's a uh, Augustus Gloop, the actor who played Augustus Gloop from Willy Wonka, the 1970s movie rendition of it, is speaking out about mm-hmm. Roald, the Roald Dahl story about what should be censored from uh, some of his books. We'll talk about that. And then you've got a little royal news, kind of, sort of. Mm-hmm. Meghan and Harry might be suing South Park. Oh no! I'll tell you why when we come right back on my talk. Oh, hey, guys, it's Donna for Bradshaw and Bryant. You know, it's going to be snowing like crazy and it's cold. And that means frozen puddles and slippery surfaces. Yes, on the roads, but also don't forget about the walkways. Mike Bryant of Bradshaw and Bryant reminds us that property owners are legally responsible to maintain a safe environment for your visitors. For example, if the property owners, uh, it's, it's your responsibility to post a caution sign or to make sure you de-ice a dangerous walkway. And if you fail to do that and someone is injured, that can be considered negligence. Now, obviously, let's hope you don't fall on the ice, but if you do and you are injured, it is really important to call a qualified Minnesota personal injury lawyer as soon as possible after receiving medical treatment because you've only got so much time uh, to wait before you lose your right to collect any damages. Anyway, you can find out more. Just uh, contact Mike at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. And uh, if you see something, we believe you should say something. So let's do it. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Hmm. Hmm. Should I dye your beard? Donna, you're seeing what looks a little bit darker right now on this camera. Oh, yeah. And also, two things can be true at the same time. I dyed my beard. However, that happened five, six days ago. I mean, it happened hmm. It happened last week. Oh. You're just now I noticing. Bet. I haven't seen you since look, last Wednesday, look, really. Still, look at the red. You see the red? Oh, yeah. All right, good. I don't even think I dyed it that well. See, look how dark it looks right there, though. If you guys mm-hmm. could see me in person right now, you'd be losing your mind. Right, Mike? I know I am. <laughs> People are going nuts over this. Yeah, cool it, Mike. Be professional. Yeah. We talked about this before the show. Mm-hmm. Donna, I should ask in return, did, did you dye yours or no? 
Oh, you're so funny. It's a joke. Thanks, Steve. Everyone has face fur. You go first. Augustus Gloop, who famously ate the microphone. Wow, sorry to our German listeners. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Donna. (laughs) Don't go all Don Lemon on me. Think before you speak here. It's Augustus. Augustus. I mean, Augustus is fine. I like that. Mike, can you look up if Gloop is a common (laughs) German last name? Maybe, is it just the Gloop you take issue with? Yeah. Because, like, Augustus. Sounds regal. Smith. Augustus Johnson. Augustus Heinschmacher. Sir Augustus. Gloop. General Augustus Johnson. There's only one really famous person with the last name of Gloop that's German, and that is Augustus Gloop, according to this article. <laughs> okay. I don't think it's an actual German last name. I think it just goes really well for a kid that eats a lot of chocolate. Gloop. Gloop. Whew, yeah. Dodge no. that one. Oh, you sure did. Yes. <laughs> The Gloop family of German heritage, which went on to do much charitable work. (laughs) Augustus, strong name. Gloop, dumb name. Okay, is that what we're saying? Sure. Um, Anyway, the original actor, Michael Bolner. Now, I should say, Donna, that the the Bolner has two dots over the O. Would you like to make fun of that? an umlaut. An umlaut, yeah. Is that that name okay for you? Michael Bolner. Boldner? Sure. Oh. He is a. Uh, he played Augustus Gloop back in the 1971 movie Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Not to be confused with the remake with Johnny Depp. Ever heard Which of him? Which is terrible. Yes. Ugh. You know, yeah. my kids prefer that one. Maybe because it's clear. When you, you watch Fuzzy versus Crystal Clear TV, you're going to like the Crystal Clear one a little bit more, I think, as a kid of this generation. Sure. But yeah, the. Uh, the Oompa Loompas are kind of crazy. I think Lou likes this one more, too. Weird, really? right? Wow. Yeah. I don't know. Huh. Maybe it's because it's just played so much. When you're a parent, it's like a gas leak. If a show plays long enough, you might accidentally start to love it. Except for Caillou, that whiny little biatch. Which one's Caillou? Caillou is a cartoon. And oh, that's right. You just, told me about he's Caillou. The, he's the worst. He because you, you think he's a bad role model. Yeah, absolutely do. Because your your kids watch him when they are at a really mimicky phase of their life. Sure. And he whines like a little wiener all the time. It's like, dude, stop. You live a good life. <laughs> Michael Bolner, who played Augustus Gloop, uh, responded to news that some works of Roald Dahl were being edited to remove potentially offensive language. There's been a lot of opposition to this, uh, but Michael Bolner, the actor, he says, I don't think this Chocolate Factory story, (laughs) I like how he references it, I don't think this Chocolate Factory story was politically incorrect at all. I don't feel like it was cruel or politically incorrect or anything. He added that he enjoyed filming the movie, and he thinks that the story has value. He says, quote, it shows you bad things and bad behaviors, like that kids should not watch TV and should not eat too much. And it shows you that the good guys who do the right thing, they win in the end. Why yeah. stop children knowing about this? So I think the story goes that there are some words like fat, and that's why they're talking to Augustus Gloop, Michael Bolner. He was a rotund one of the bunch. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. and so they're like, okay, fat might be mean. And instead of, uh, instead of the Oompa Loompas being little, these little green men or green hair or whatever these men it's like little people instead of 
making the Oompa Loompas just men because that would be offensive potentially to a female reader, I suppose. Your thoughts? Mm. Um, I think it's a little overly sensitive. I, personally, I, I can think of other books that maybe can tweak a few things like Tom Sawyer. Huck Finn. There were, yeah, yeah, they went through that. We yeah. remember hearing about that years ago. Yeah, I mean, in those cases, because now, like, we can remember it as adults and put it into context, but kids, if they're reading that language right. as yes. an assignment, that's, that's not good. Yes. That's not good. So there's a part of me that as a parent, my kids will read something, and I'm like, ooh, even, even things like when you hear, like, oh, but he was just a fatty, and you're like, uh... Because we go back to Caillou, it all comes back to Caillou. If your children are reading this material or watching it at a time when they're mimicking stuff, you need to be, it could be like, whoa, where'd you learn to say that? Or why are you calling that friend that? That's not a nice thing to say. Oh, I read it in a book, you know. So I get it. I understand that. Um, but and then there's the other side that I think many of us have too, where it's like, okay, this, you know, this feels like maybe, like, are we, yeah, we're we, gonna go back and change all the literature, yeah, and maybe all of, I don't yeah, know, like hop on pop and you know, yeah, it's, it's go dog go, yeah, it it seems it seems bizarre the things that people want to pick and choose and 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 censor or or take any of the potential offense in it um, away. It's Listen, I find it offensive when people change my prayers. Do you know when they modernize prayers? Oh, like, like from, of, you okay. Know, Our Father who art in heaven, hell be the name, you know, yeah. or, you know, all the thous and the, you know, because that's the way I learned it. When people, I'm in church and people start saying it different, I'm like, hey, yeah, I was once in a church, and instead of saying oh. um, trespasses, they said, we forgive our debtors. And I was like, what? What? What is Did that? You know? It's a synonym, it turns out, but still. <laughs> well, listen, right, we, we didn't have time. Why don't we, we do it next break? Yeah, we'll talk about Meghan and Harry possibly suing South Park and why. It's kind of funny, actually. I heard it. It's wait until you it's hear the funny. joke that they make. It's it's a pretty well so well good. laid out joke. <laughs> uh, anyway, we got that. We've got a dirt alert coming your way in a little music news next on Don and Steve.